All right. For those of you who have not been here yet, we usually start the um, message with some lyrics from a song because we're artsy like that. <laughs> um, so if anybody knows who sang this, shout it out, but I would be very surprised if you get it. Rise up, shepherd, rise up. Your flock has roamed far from the hills. The stars have faded, the sky is still. The angels are, are shouting glory, hallelujah. We've been traveling over rocky ground. Forty days and nights of rain have washed this land. Jesus, Jesus said the money changers in this temple will not stand. Find your flock, get them to higher ground. Floodwaters are rising and we're Canaan bound. We've been traveling over rocky ground. Tend to your flock or they will stray. Rise up, shepherd, rise up. Your flock has roamed far from the hills. Stars have faded, the sky is still. Sun's in the heavens and a new day is rising. Journey. Journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's don't stop believing, baby. Oh, it's Bruce Springsteen. Like, if you don't know... Yeah. Yeah, if you're not sure, it's probably Bruce Springsteen or Jackson Brown, but all right, Sam Fender, yeah, I've only, yeah, anyway, so, um, so I wanted to talk to you guys tonight at church about church. So um, the vision of our church, like Pastor Jonathan said, uh, is to help people who have been hurt by church repair that damage so they can experience the benefits that church is supposed to offer, or that I believe it's supposed to offer. So from my experience, people leave church for a variety of reasons, uh, hurts from poor leadership, uh, receiving doctrine that preaches beliefs that don't actually help anyone, uh, or feeling like you're forced to go. Uh, so whatever the reason is that people leave, the result is that people feel as though they are better off without a church than with one. So I was definitely one of those people uh, my friends became some of these people as well as we grew up and started leaving church. Um, and some of them still are those people. They still feel like they are better off without a group of people that surrounds them. Uh, I believe that the whole premise of the modern church as a place to go for an hour and a half every week is flawed. So I started going to church uh, somewhat regularly when I was a teenager uh, and I would mostly attend youth groups. Um, and then every now and then I'd go to Sunday services as well. Uh, but I didn't come from a family who was a member of a church. We weren't members. Uh, we'd go occasionally. But So I had to seek out churches on my own. And I kind of just ended up following my friends to whatever churches we were going to as we grew up. So I desired to understand God more. That's why I was going to youth group instead of hanging out with kids that didn't. Um, so I, I desire to understand God more, to understand myself better, uh, and to know how to have a better life in general. When I would listen to the sermons and the messages I would hear on Sundays and on Wednesday nights, I remember feeling a whole range of emotions. Sometimes I would, be, I would feel excited, like I had a God who truly loved me, and no matter what I did in my life, I would never lose his love. Other times, I would feel scared. Like, if I keep making the same mistakes over and over again, maybe I'm not really saved. And if I'm not saved, that means I'm going to hell. 
and I never got answers that settled me on any of these things to help make sense of all of it. So as time went on, I also remember feeling like all the things I would hear on Wednesday night and Sunday mornings weren't making sense to me. If the church was trying to paint a picture for who God was and why we are here, then every sermon I heard was a brush stroke on a painting that was becoming more and more abstract. So have you ever done, <laughs> we're gonna find out who's from the 90s, I think right now, or who grew up in the 90s. Have you ever done one of those hidden picture puzzles that require you to like relax your eyes before you actually see the image? It's a sailboat. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. <laughs> so I, th I, I had to look. They're called stereograms. So that was how I started to feel about church. Like it was one of these pictures, these stereograms. So in elementary school, these things were all the rage when I was growing up in the 90s. I remember uh, classmates would always get excited when they would get, because you could get them at posters at the school book fair. And and they'd all gather around their desks and look, and I always felt so stupid because I couldn't, I, I don't know, it looks like a bunch of squiggly lines. <laughs> no, it's a whale. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but no matter how hard I tried, I could never see what all these other people were seeing. So I started feeling that way about church. Every time I'd go to church or ask a question to try to understand something I didn't understand, I was still unable to see the picture. I felt like everyone was seeing it except for me, and the harder I tried to understand God, the more frustrated I started to become. Everyone was able to see and understand God and his will besides me, just like in elementary school in the stereograms. <laughs> so I decided to fake it until I made it. Um, I thought if I just kept going to church, I'd eventually see the picture clearly like everyone else around me seemed to see this picture. And I would finally understand God and who he was and how to live this perfect Christian life. Uh, I never did see that picture. And eventually I began to realize nobody else was actually seeing that picture either. We were all faking it. The beauty of God's mystery was something that was to be celebrated. And that answer didn't help me live a better life when I realized that nobody was actually able to explain who God was at his core and his will for why we are here, I left, I stopped going to church. So I believed that church was supposed to be a benefit. I believed that church was meant to help me understand God and his doctrines every week. Now I lost faith in that belief. So thankfully, I eventually did start to under God under, under God, one nation. I did eventually. <laughs> you just slowly. <laughs> Wait, wrong hand. <laughs> eventually, under God and one nation. Yada, yada, yada. Um, no, so thankfully, I eventually did start to understand God in a way that made that picture finally become more clear. So this time, every time I asked a question and sought an answer, the picture became more and more clear rather than more and more abstract. I essentially went through the crash course of our restoration program that we now offer here at Musical Life Church that Pastor Rob spoke about. Um, my friends and I were living the foundations of that program as we would spend our time together, as we would debate together, 
as we would seek rigid truth above all else because we believed that if there was a God, that he would want to be understood and that he would make sense. We saw everything around us operate according to principles. If I threw a ball in the air, it would eventually come back down. Gravity was that principle, and we all know that. So it was something that I couldn't see, but it could be explained in a way that made sense of what I was tangibly observing. If there was a creator to this universe, a first cause for everything, then it was definitely operating in a very orderly way that was able to be understood because the way things operate in this world were not random. One of those questions I sought to understand was this idea of church. So as we went through and debated and got more and more understanding of who this picture of God, who God actually was and these concepts and doctrines that surrounded him, uh, one of those questions I wanted to understand was what is church? What is church actually supposed to be? Is it supposed to be anything? Um, was that man-made? Uh, so as my friends and I began to try to understand that principle, it also began to become more clear. So we realized that we had already been living church together. We were coming together, each with a unique perspective, in order to understand God more in a way that was helping us live better and more fulfilling lives with each other and with God we were leaning on each, on each other to get through difficult times, and we were using these new tools, these new beliefs that we had in order to help each other. We slowly began sharing more and more of our lives together. We would eat together. We were praying together. Our prayers were also happening in a way that made sense. We weren't throwing up random thoughts into the air and hoping for a random, undefined God to hear them. Our, our doctrine and our core beliefs were becoming clear in a way that we could apply them to our lives. We were learning the spiritual principles that were invisible but very real, just like gravity. We were sharing deeply with each other and for the benefit of one another. So this is what I finally realized church was supposed to be. Church was meant to happen, church was not meant to happen alone in a woods with my own thoughts cuddling up next to God and getting all these revelations one-on-one. -on -one. That's great, and that can happen. He can speak to us like that. But it's, that's a belief I've heard many people proclaim when they also lose faith in this concept of church. It wasn't meant to be a group of people who sat together for an hour and a half once a week <laughs> to listen to the same message and try to, and try to conform to the same thing. Um, this crystal clear image of what the perfect Christian ought to look like. That was a lot of what I experienced growing up. That was my experience. So it's supposed to be this group of unique individuals who came together because they were seeking to understand God, his will, and how to achieve that together. Each of us was offering a different perspective that God could flow through to help everyone experience more of him. Church was meant to cause God's will to happen more in my life and for me to facilitate his will in the lives of the people around me who were seeking him. I was finally experiencing the benefits of church and it wasn't happening in a brick and mortar building once a week for an hour and a half. It happened over lunch at Thai restaurants. <laughs> it happened in our living rooms. 
Uh, it happened over coffee. It happened over emails, text messages, and phone calls throughout the week. We were living church every day together, and our lives were better because of it. Our fellowship with God was better because of it, and we saw his presence grow more and more in all of our lives because of it. So that's why Music of Life Church Appleton is here. We want to repair the image of what God meant church to be. Unfortunately, uh, that is needed. As I've said before, a church to repair the idea and hurts of church ought to never be needed. Church ought to have known how to repair its own damage as well as help people experience the benefits of living life together. Unfortunately, that has become more uncommon than it has common. So thank you, as Pastor Jonathan said, to everyone who's here tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to help you repair your idea of what church is supposed to be. Thank you for trusting us to be a place that may be able to help you do that. We are a church who wants to live our lives together, and that's why we start our service with an hour of just hangout time every week. That is really what the focus of our gathering ought to be all the time together, to continue uh, to have what we have and to live these lives together, to live with each other every week in a way that builds us up and builds our fellowship up with God. Um, so in closing, um, before Pastor Patty comes up to pray and Ben comes up to lead worship, I have a question to leave you with as we go through worship and have this time to reflect. Um, are the people you surround yourself with helping you hear more from God or less from God? 